0: Hello, wrestling fans, Quentin Charisma. Hey, that's me, today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett.
1: Yellow again, everybody, Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. Once again, we are smack dab on ringside and ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin, how are you doing today, my friend?
0: I'm doing all right. Just hanging in there a little to the left today, I think. Uh, to the left. All right. The right. All right. Who knows? Switch- Who knows? Switching
1: it up. Switching it up. Going yeah. left
0: this time. Yeah. Hanging to the left. Actually, well, my right but left when I'm looking at this explain what I'm saying here because <laughs> so, we, so we are
1: uh if you've listened to our podcast in the past, you, you may have noticed the sound, especially on my voice, was a little strange. Um that is because we were when we say it's the no budget podcasting center, uh we mean it. We were literally recording phone to tablet. Um I was on speakerphone, correct? Yes. Yeah, i'd be on speakerphone uh and he would have his tablet as close as he could get it to his speakerphone, <laughs> and that's how we made it work now we are attempting to do this uh through zoom um so hopefully the audio quality is better uh and quentin and i get to actually uh see each other which is <laughs> kind of cool because we don't we don't see each other enough when we were living closer we got we could see each other a little bit more uh but now you know he went and moved states on me, so it t- and we're in the middle of a pandemic. so it takes a little bit longer uh, to to have these meetings. I don't know about this Zoom thing. I gotta wear pants while I do this now, so I don't know. As long as you keep sitting down, you don't have to wear pants. I'm not wearing pants, so we're fine. Okay. All right,
0: then. <laughs> All I Um All right, well, this is done went off the rails, but hey, what's to do?
1: Hey, that's what they go so, for.
0: So eventually we're gonna to try to do the video gimmick too, right? Yeah, I,
1: I want to work up to that and uh get the uh so I, I'm teaching myself all of this. I'm teaching myself all this editing. So I want to be sure that I have a decent grasp of what I'm doing uh before I put a a, a video out because I want it to look good for everybody. Um and then eventually good Lord willing and the Creeks don't rise and all those other country sayings, um, we may be able to figure out how to do a watch along with this. And if we could do that, that would be amazing. Um, Because back when Quentin and I first started hanging out with each other, that would be every Friday night and every Saturday morning, we do nothing but watch wrestling. Uh, Maybe not as much during football season or baseball season. Uh, He'd have to catch some games. Uh, but at least that morning we would watch everything from from local independent stuff that was on tv uh, that's where quentin introduced me to the territory stuff um so it'll be like it'll be like 09 again we'll we'll both be much younger
0: <laughs> actually around 07 08 you guess it would Early have been, 07 yeah. 09, oh,
1: oh. 09 was the end of the run right
0: yeah yeah, 07, 07 was the every weekend crashing on my couch or on my floor.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I just man, you know, this is kind of freaking me out, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. You got hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, I, I do. <laughs> I,
1: I I grew up the hair, I grew up the hair for uh, uh, you know while we were, while we were quarantined. Um, actually, because my fiance, who's a hairstylist, um, had this product that's supposed to fill in the bald spot. It does a little bit. Uh, but actually, tomorrow. So, the to, the day this is posted. So today, for anyone who's listening, day of, and sometime in the past, for anybody who's listening after that, uh, I will be back bald again. Um, I'm I'm not going to fight Mother Nature. <laughs> she always wins. Uh, but it was a good experiment. But yeah, it's weird. I just I'm like looking. I'm like.
0: Uh, yeah. It's, dude, it kind of like uh, Conan O'Brien without the real big poop on the. It's just I don't know, dude. It's they it just they don't look it, it. It don't. It's not that they don't look right. It just I'm, I'm not. I'm so used to you because you. I mean, you even kept it short there toward the end when yeah. we were teaming. So, uh, I yeah, I, so I call real. it
1: my. Uh, it, it's my early days. Arne Anderson. But not parted over as far. <laughs> you know, Arn when he still had something to cover up on top.
2: <laughs>
1: All well, right, um, fedora, Arn, New York Yankees hat, Arn, that Arn.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: All right. So this is going to be episode number fifty-three. I don't think even said episode we were on last week. I don't think. Um, we had a lot to cover last week. Yeah, all right, since this is your week, I'm going to let you intro the what we're
2: watching.
1: Okay, um, and you actually corrected me on what this was uh, last week. Um, so the match uh, was it Dirty Dick Murdoch and the mass Superstar versus Dr. Dust Steve Williams and Ted DiBiase from January 24th, 1986. I thought, because this was uh, at the San Houston Coliseum, that this was Paul Bosch, uh, but you had informed me, and I, I did some research, and you were, per usual, correct that this was actually technically under Mid South Wrestling.
0: Yeah, it's it's Bosch's town, but it was, you know, like Bosch. You know, he always brought in talent, but at this time, pretty much territories were gone. So World Class is doing their own thing. <clears throat> you know, NWA was basically Crockett, basically so. And so Watts, um he started using what you know, did a deal
2: with Watts. Um, and I think didn't, I heard an interview somewhere.
0: It might have been Pritchard talk about when Watts and, and uh, Ross come down to make the deal in the hotel. It was on one of um, um, uh, Pritchard's uh podcast,
2: yeah. I, I've so heard, I be, heard that
0: too.
1: Where him and uh, what was what was Bill Watts son's name? Joel, yeah. Him and Joel felt slighted because they weren't being involved in the negotiations and whatnot.
0: Yeah, it was it was like one of Pritchard's maybe second year podcast, like a second year or, or late first year of his when he was started his podcast. It was a long, long time ago, yeah. so I just barely remember bits and pieces of it, but. Uh, yeah cuz see you know Houston wasn't a territory it was a town it's like right. kind of St. Louis so you know Bosch, he'd use different you know he never had I just a crew Yeah, you know.
1: and, and the would, weird thing was he was not affiliated with either NWA or AWA right
0: cuz like Bockwinkel was a partner in the territory well they he had he would have both champions most he'd mostly Harley, you know and, NWA was would Mostly was but that but he but he had AWA and NWA world champions on his card. So um well see he he had see he I wanna say he did uh I know all this at one time. I I think the older I get, more stuff I'm forgetting. But I think he had one time he had a you know agreement with um Blanchard. So they were using uh Southwest and NWA guys, too. You know what I'm saying? So, what he wasn't affiliated like just with just NWA, he had AWA and NWA. Basically, just he was feeling with everybody, basically. You know, yeah, like Mushi well, he- Mushi went straight NWA, though. Bosch would have different, you know, he'd have AWA guys and NWA guys
1: which so, like you said was very rare and muchnick was he not two different times the president of the NWA so yeah. i mean you you would figure yeah his, yeah. his affiliation would, would lie there um but it you know could you think of any other territory that had both affiliations at the same time obviously memphis got tired of the NWA and went to AWA
0: yeah not actually at the same time i mean you know you had WWF would would you know they'd bring up dusty and some of the florida guys but um not you know as much as houston did you know so it's a really unique um territory i need to um start reading up more on it because it's really interesting and then there's seems like there's more video of it coming out all the time here lately so it's one of those territories it's not territory, but it, it was a a it's like St. Louis, it's not a territory, but it, but it was a very important part of wrestling history because it was a, in the territory days, so if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> and also, so these would be the tapes that were purchased by, uh, I guess at
0: the time, Bruce Tharp. Yeah, well, uh, if you ask Pritchard, though, he says that, all the money wasn't given for the tapes, <laughs> if you ask him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I I heard that as well. So yeah. in the sale, and I don't know uh the particulars on this, I, I I don't know if you would. In the sale to Billy Corgan, did he also get that tape library?
0: I have no idea. I haven't really kept much much up with what Corgan got or anything. I pretty much you no, know, but um, yeah, Thorpe. I well I I'm wondering because Thorpe You don't see him putting out any any more. Well, I don't, but I don't, I mean, I don't look for it, but I don't think he's put out any more things, has he?
1: Not, not that I've seen. Um, I I have Bruce on uh, two different social medias. Um, And right now, brother's just spending a lot of time in the gym. He is, uh, he is jacked right now. So to refocus and bring this back, um, the the first question I have and I wanted to ask you so obviously the mass Superstar is Bill Eadie. Yes. Who is your favorite Bill Eadie? We've got Super Machine, the mass Superstar Axe or Bolo Mongo
0: The look I never got to see hardly any footage of course because you know, the, the Mongo, uh, Bolo Mongo whatever you want to call him uh, the look, I love the look
1: Didn't he have the head uh, shaved and the little ponytail gimmick? The thing in the
2: back, yeah
0: yeah. Um,
2: That's the that ultimate look, I
0: moment. Liked. I like it because, you know, they were the, the, like the fur kind of gimmick, like vest sometimes. And um, I like that. like I said, the work I didn't see. Uh, Massive Star work was, was just amazing. So I can see a lot of it uh, early 80s when he was in Georgia on WTBS because I saw a lot of that growing up. Um, really good. And uh, saw his work in New York, early '80s on WR, because we just got cable lock like in '81. We got TBS and WR, which show it was out of uh, out of New York, um, and they showed the uh, WWF programming. It's and I was like, remember, I remember when he, uh, and Eddie Gilbert come back from the car wreck and they did the whole um, neck gimmick angle with him. Where he, he did the Nick Breaker on Eddie Gilbert, and that was great stuff. So yeah, my Superstar was definitely um, the one that I liked. But like I said, but the look, I love that um, that Mongol gimmick. The look of it was was just awesome, though. But definitely a Superstar.
1: I'm a big fan of Superstar myself. Um, obviously, you know, Axe was his biggest draw, right? Like that was yeah. his biggest paydays and what he's most known for. Um, but he, so even his in-ring, like, he was, gosh, he's in his 70s now. So he was up there in age when he got
0: started with the WWE as Yeah, when he went to Demolition, he was in his 40s, yeah. Because if you, um, if you watch, what was the movie with Hogan and Zeus?
1: No Holds
0: Barred. Watch the very first match Hogan is going against a guy, and it was Bill Eady without the hood and makeup anything, and you could tell his age, big time. So they really, that, that makeup could cover. You could still see tell he was old, but that makeup covered up, you know, his age. So,
1: but as mass a math superstar, you know, A who's younger, more spry, um, we'll see in this match an incredible bumper for a giant man.
0: Yeah, he was a. That's
1: what I really, He's a really big guy. Um, um, incredible bumper
0: moved really well. Actually, so, two big two big guys that that moved very well. And him and Murdoch.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, Murdoch's on, on the bigger side here.
2: Yeah, this um, was
0: yeah. Is eighty six. So yeah, he was um, definitely his. Uh, Pretty much, it. I don't think he ever got down after this. I think if this was when he about the size he stayed on for the rest of his career, basically.
1: And, and let's not make no bones about it. Murdoch has never been a body guy,
0: but no. uh, this must be but when, when you had, can work like that, boy. You don't, you don't, you don't got
1: to have nobody body. you can work like that. Whew. Oh, amazing. And he, uh, this must have been when he had his Coors, uh sponsorship because, uh, he had that beer belly.
0: <laughs>
1: that, that 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 beer belly was out to play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That or you know, lots paid good. Yeah. So, and there wasn't nothing else to do between the long drives to drink beer in the car. So, <laughs> so it's either or. <laughs>
1: yeah, he, either way, he was consuming consuming a copious amount of Coors Light, whether he's being paid to do it or doing it to, do, to get to the show where he got paid.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: But so yeah, we we join the match. We get introductions. Did you tell the date on it? Uh, yes. It is January twenty okay. fourth, nineteen eighty six. Uh, we get the the ring announcer. Do you know who the ring announcer is on this?
0: I couldn't really
2: tell who it was.
1: Yeah. It, so I I'd, I've heard about the one guy who did ring announcing. I can't remember his name. He always did it. Uh. Uh, Bruce Prichard always talks about him. and I can't remember his name. But he was an older guy from what I was was told. And this it, it does
0: not look like him. A- it wasn't, Watts's, uh, wasn't uh, Boyd Pierce or Racer or Bowden. It wasn't yeah. one of those. I don't know who this guy was. Um, I thought it might have been. I, at first, I thought it looked like um, not Mark Rolins, but there was another guy that did uh, some stuff for world class. I thought it was him, but I don't think it was. But you did say the ref was, did you? I didn't I didn't notice. Who was it? I really didn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. King Carl Fergie.
1: Was that Carl Fergie? i, yes. I I'll, I'll be honest. Um
0: I, well, it's I kinda was hard so, to tell when he ain't there so, bumping around and I
1: <laughs> was so entertained by this match. Yeah. I, I never looked at the referee. Not yeah. one
0: time. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's
1: um, And I watched this match two to three two or three times and I never caught that. That's amazing. <laughs> Did you I watched it? Good. Ahead, good.
0: Ahead. I watched it once, but I rewinded it on so many times because the stuff was so good. I probably watched a total of three times to get put together. Yeah, it's
1: great. Now, what was you gonna say? Did you notice the first words out of the ring announcer's mouth? No. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. He said, "This is an Australian tag team match."
0: Yeah, I was heard, Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, he sure did. Yep. So I'm, he did. I,
1: I'm, I'm doing more digging, but I, I want to get the uh to see if we are right in what we're guessing. You know what I, I mean? I think
0: we are because it just seems like it. I bet, yeah, I bet we are. It, I just It, it makes thing. too
1: much sense. Yeah, it just makes. too much. I didn't mess, mess the thing up.
0: Did I? just bumped my table there.
1: Oh no, you messed it up. There. Okay. Now you are good. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the di- the difference in ring attire on the heels? The entrance attire specifically.
2: I'm trying to think.
1: So, Matt what Super- did Murdoch, Matt Superstar, Murdoch of course, had? has his really nice V-cut yeah. shirt with his you know picture all embroidered on it. Did or Murdoch
0: have a T-shirt or or a cut-off flannel? He had just a gray undershirt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's nothing about Matt Superstar. He always had those nice pullovers,
1: and they always matched his mask and tights.
0: Like, yeah, as I'm saying, he was always looked. He had, you know, but yeah, yeah, he 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 always had the the pullover that looked. With always had the V neck, and is always matched. Always look good, and at at first, I I, because I was trying when you said that, I was like, I was trying picture of time period because I know like in 80, was it 85? He was uh, for watch, he was cat and redneck and wore the little cap and the, the little army jacket gimmick. Um,
1: Is that where he would come out like with a shirt on and just his underwear and put his tights over his underwear? I saw a clip of that and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: I, I've never seen it. I, one of, the ones I've always seen, he'd just come out and just had his black trunks had the, the little Green military jacket on, a little green military, excuse me, cap. He was Captain Redneck. Um, he was a baby face most of the time when he did that for Watts, I think. I don't know who it was for,
1: but he comes out and he's wearing a shirt and it looks like he's not wearing any pants because the shirt's so long. And he's got like a military knapsack. And he takes the knapsack off ringside, puts it down, opens it, pulls out his trunks, puts them on, pulls out knee pads and pulls them on. It was tremendous. I had okay. to find
0: it. You know, I've seen somebody do that. I watched something recently. It wasn't Murdoch though. Or what? No, it wasn't Murdoch. Somebody did that. I saw what was. It? I was watching something I watched some of videos. And they did. And I was like, what the but I don't think it was Murdoch. So I'm good they got that from him. Whoever did it.
1: Uh, I, I laughed so hard because hearing the stories you hear about Murdoch, it's he was excellent, right? Just one of the best in ring workers, period. But sometimes he wanted to play. And
2: that's, I heard
0: that's why they didn't never take him serious for the world title.
1: Right. And I've always heard that. This match is a little bit of play. But it's so good, like it's not a detriment to the match at all. But he's playing; he's having fun. This oh is yeah, a, this is a comedy match without it being like without you having to be in on the joke. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, it's comedy, but it's it's um, not ha ha wink wink. It's just ha ha. <laughs> yeah, a little ha ha with it. You know, it's a little enough ha ha, but. It got over. I mean, it's hard to explain. It's comedy, but it's not, you know, check the old goose that stupid comedy, you know.
1: Yeah, it's situational. Yeah, it's comedies off a cell or or something like that. Yeah, I I spent so every time I watch it, I notice something different and start laughing.
2: Yeah,
1: I was excellent, and I'll I'll be honest and upfront. A lot of my notes are <laughs> on the heels,
0: <laughs> yeah, because the baby didn't have to do nothing, that's where it should be, really. I mean, you know, I, mean, cause I, I put on mine, I said, uh, uh and Murdoch start, they didn't lock up, they powdered, they keep, they didn't lock up until, let's see, what was it, the three minute mark because they did the old chicken thing where they powder out and go to like They're going to the back. You know, you seen it many times on Andy's show, but the people were going ape crap.
1: Yeah. This crowd was, so I, I haven't seen a lot of wrestling from Houston. This is yeah, one of few either. matches I have, and they're going to, to quote a phrase. They're going banana. Like they're going nuts off yeah. the food-free thing. Yeah. And and speaking of the baby faces, real quick, I want to put up, Steve Williams is massive. I know. I was looking at it. I
0: was like, yeah, he he, he just was – he was – he's wide. It's like a wall. He was like a wall. He it, it wasn't just all – he was just wide. You know what I'm
2: saying? It yeah.
0: was – he's solid and –
1: like, he's built like an offensive lineman, but – Like the most jacked offensive lineman. Like there's there's a little bit of belly on him, but not much. But his shoulders and chest are so massive. Yeah, he's just wide. So he's, but this got me. He's announced at 277 pounds. Okay. DiBiase is announced at 268. DiBiase is in very good shape right here. Yes. But I don't see any way that there's only a nine-pound difference.
0: I I know. There's a massive difference. If if
1: DiBiase is a shoot 268, then Williams is a shoot 300.
0: No, I'll say he was 300. I definitely say he was 300.
1: He was either 300 or he's the shoot 277, and DiBiase is like 245 and trying to up himself. He's one of the two.
0: Yeah, because there's so much of a difference in the. If you watch, when you watch, if people if you watch it, um, yeah, you can just just by looking at it, there is, and this is probably one of the best shapes Dubiosi had been in his career, and um, and, and it's the size difference is just it's it's ridiculous, ridiculous, yeah, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> ridiculousness. i have been watching that too much. <laughs> Which is funny. And
1: what, and what you said about Diviase is true because, like, he's always been in great shape. Like, let's not get yeah. wrong. But, like, you know, he's always had that little bit of, a, I call it a dad pouch. You know what I mean? He's got a little bit of a belly, yeah. You know? And yeah. million, oh, he's, never had, he's
0: never had a six-pack or nothing like that. And, but he's always and, been in shape.
1: And I think you're right. This may be the closest that he ever was. Yeah. You know he's in, he was in really he, good shape, and he's got some shoulders and chest going that he didn't have yeah. you know later in his career or before you know yeah he used to be just a kind of skinny fat young baby face early on
0: yeah he didn't he, he was those he might work out and probably looks more at the girls at the gym than really working out
1: <laughs> yeah you you're like, I don't know if he hits the weights he does some push-ups, but
2: i, yeah, I don't he probably
0: know if he, that And hit the bike, and back then you know bicycles were real big back then you know, and they probably did some biking, bike you know rode the the bicycle at the gym with the girls, and about it, amazing push ups. Maybe hit the uh, what was the old gimmick back in the day, the big one station. Thing you had, you had your bench press, your military press, your pull downs, your leg gimmick on this. You know what I'm saying? About
1: oh, yeah, yeah, the he, had, he had the big total gym, like all in one. I, I say total gym, but no, not the Chuck Norris thing, yeah. But, it, but yeah. You know, like,
0: like every gym back in the 70s and early 80s had that one big and you just go over and hit a couple reps on each, just hit each little gimmick one time, do about 10 reps on each one, and then he'd probably go hit the bike and watch the girls for the rest of the time in the gym, <laughs> yeah. So he. When did he go to WWF? It wasn't too much long after this. Was it early 87 maybe? Or late 86? 80, 87-ish? I, I'm not I sure, was going to look it up and I forgot.
1: May, maybe he's already talking and he's like, I've got something big, in the <laughs> big coming up. That's I what I was thinking
0: too. Cause he, I was like, cause he looked really good. I was like, I don't know if this is by the time period he probably started talking to him because Watts he hadn't went to UWF yet. Um, I think he was there a little bit in UWF, but not – I think he was there at the very beginning of it when he changed it to UWF, maybe.
2: So,
1: um, Red and black were also definitely the colors of the match.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Nobody said, hey, brother, what are you wearing tonight? <laughs> All right, so we, we've talked about what they're wearing and, and how jacked they are! Uh, we've pretty much done the the red carpet of a wrestling match. Uh, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of the match. Um, you mentioned this earlier. This crowd was super hot, like before they touched.
0: Yeah, I was gonna look. I was gonna. I, I was gonna do it, and, and of course, I forgot. I was gonna look up and see what the rest of the card was. You know, to see uh, where this match was in the order because they're. They're like a uh, early. Uh, it's that's, The way the crowd's writing, is like it's early on in the show because they're not tired at all. They're wanting. They're wanting every. They're wanting, they want. They want everything. you know, because you, you, know, you get them long cards. You can tell some of the matches, the you know, longer in the uh, further in the card, the crowd start. You know, they get tired, and they definitely wasn't tired on this. So.
1: No, they they had every bit of energy. I don't even.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I mean, they kept doing the thing where they go to lock up and they would powder back out and they're going to leave, and they were just eating. They're like they never seen that before, and I mean they have because I mean been doing that for forever in you know, that spot forever, and they were just eating it up like they would never seen anything like that before. <laughs> but yeah, it was like the three minute mark before they actually locked up finally.
1: So, I, I actually was able to find the card. Oh, did you? And this is probably a little higher than you think. Um, the opening match was Ricky Gibson going over Rick Steiner. Wow. Uh, Eddie Gilbert went to a draw with Brett Sawyer. Al Perez beat The Nightmare. Any clue who The Nightmare would have been?
0: Randy Colley under a mask. Okay. Moondog spot.
1: Um, the Bruise. My brothers, spot, uh, Rex. I'm sorry. Rex. I'm
0: sorry, Rex. Uh, yeah,
2: the <laughs> uh,
1: the Bruise Brothers. Um, so would, this would have been Cash and Mad Dog. Mad, Mad Dog? Dog. Boyd. Okay. Um, Mad
2: Dog Boyd
1: beat the sheep herders by DQ. Uh, Terry Taylor beat Buzz Sawyer by DQ. Um, so here's where our match right in the middle of the card. Uh, well, a little, little upper middle. Uh, Dick Murdoch, a mass Superstar, not going to say what happened. Ted DiBiase and Steve Williams. Uh, Jake Roberts beat Dick Slater by DQ. Uh, Mexican Deathmatch. Hector and Chavo Guerrero beat the Fabulous Ones. Wow. Um, And then main event, Steve Williams wins a Bunkhouse Battle Royal.
0: A lot of DQs on this card.
1: I I noticed that. Uh, I I don't know if it was because... Bunkhouse, bunkhouse matches were no DQ, pretty much, right? Like, come as you are, use whatever. Yeah, you got.
0: It, yeah. Basically, the bunkhouses then were you come as you are, but there are no gimmicks unless you use your boots or your belt buckles, basically, or right. had if you had spurs on your boots, which some people had on some of the bunkhouses. But yeah, it ain't like nowadays, you know. You bring gimmicks to a street fight, or you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, it was. You just come as you are. You wear jeans, t-shirt, belt buckle, boot, cowboy boots, mostly. So, um, but, but I think yeah. he didn't. I'm, I don't know. I'm getting way off the thing here. Didn't JJ uh, Dillon wear a tuxedo to a bunkhouse thing one he, time? <laughs> I think he, he did. He sure did.
1: No, he sure did, and it was tremendous. He probably got stripped of it too. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I, I've seen JJ Dillon in his underwear more than I care to admit. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and it was Man, always he the, was really was always the worst. Oh, he's great! It was always the he worst touch, too.
0: Oh yeah, it was always um
1: like powder big, blue frilly gimmick.
0: He always had the frilly. No matter if it, what color it was, he had the the big frilly gimmick. Yeah, he always made it. Yeah, he always worked it. It was good.
1: Well, and it's underrated. because it's because of you that I actually saw JJ as a wrestler because I'd never seen any film and you had some film. I forgot what it was um of JJ wrestling and he was a really competent wrestler.
0: Yeah, he um was it that match was it from Detroit? I believe so. Is him and somebody against the uh Hells Angels.
1: Yeah, and and JJ has the special punch that he likes to throw. Yeah. Oh, it just sweeps his hair back and yeah, throws the punch. Yeah, and yeah. it's tremendous.
0: It was JJ um, and I can't remember who the baby face was, but yeah they went against the Hells Angels uh yeah as old Detroit, yeah.
1: And I'll, I still remember that to this day. Yeah, and then, which is funny. Yeah, I remember I,
0: now the old punch, the, the hair, you know, head the the hair back. Back. Yeah. punch with
2: yeah. the hair back.
1: <laughs> um, Well, because I had seen him wrestle before, and it was when he wrestled well, the Job Guy on uh, on Crockett TV. Well, it was a little different. it was, it was well, yeah, yeah, and he was trying to look like he couldn't wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, he's like, he he's, doing be all the, he's doing all the horseman's finishes, but he's doing them yeah. really bad. Yeah. You know, like he about kills the guy on a slingshot suplex. <laughs> um. So, you know, so he's trying to be bad. But like, then I watch it, and I'm like, oh my God, he was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, good. But look the exact same.
0: <laughs> he, yeah. Just a little younger. But he looked, he's one of those guys we've talked about, some guys that, that, always looked young, and then there were some guys that always looked old. Here's those guys that always looked older than what he was.
1: Yeah. He, he always he, looked older. He looked 55 his entire life.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, pretty much. Like, like Arns looked 45 his entire life. <laughs> uh, yeah. L- Lawler's looked about 50, but the difference is one of these threes had work done. You guess which one? Um,
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, my.
1: But yeah, so that, that was we? a card, and that's a that's a heck of a card.
0: That's a yeah. Well, they they at this point they didn't run. Were they once a month by this time? Eighty six. I think they might have been once a month by then.
1: Uh from what I was seeing on the results, because I had a whole list of them, uh, it looked like every two weeks. Every two weeks, okay. So they weren't once a month yet.
0: Okay.
1: Um. Let's see. We, so we talked about the crowd being red hot. Uh, Dick. The locker finally. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, yeah. Uh, but the the body language by Murdoch especially before the lockup. Yeah. He's the physical embodiment of like a grizzled heel. He's got skinny legs, skinny arms and that big old beer belly.
0: Yeah, 60s 70s territorial heel body, you know. You know, and
1: he he looked terrible and he's missing teeth and yeah. he's just he's kind of gangly. And yeah. that, that, as he leads into the lockup, he's just all legs and arms everywhere. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tremendous.
0: And then they go to that first spot. And, man, when he hit the – and you tell that was a 20-foot ring? Yeah. And, man, when he went to hit the ropes, he turned and dove into them like he was in an 18-foot. And did you say – he went – I was like, Lord, he's going to go through the ropes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he, uh, he he does the uh, the old brother side hit. Yeah. You know, which, what's wrong with that? Actually, nothing because I found myself. I've never it hit him. More. I've
0: never hit him flat back, or I've always hit side.
1: Uh, I used to hit him flat back, and as I've gotten older, I hit him. I hit him side. I, I hit him side now, but he like he real well. He also may have misjudged the ring because he had a <laughs> super lean on that first one. It
0: was. I was like, I thought he's gonna miss the top and he hit the second and come back up. <laughs> yeah, and we and we get a leapfrog from Murdoch. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a drop down leapfrog. Yeah, I was like, and, he's got. A, he's in his forties at this time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Murdoch's not young.
0: And I was like, wow. I mean, he dropped down and gave and did a leapfrog, and <laughs> then sped around. DiBiase punched him. Murdoch saw like he just got shot. And
1: and off the punch, the crowd erupts. Like yeah, on their on their feet erupts. And yeah. Murdoch's cell was tremendous. He sold it like he got yeah. shot.
2: He yeah. got
0: out of the ring. His facial, fir- too. Because yeah. he, he's got that. Because he's missing those teeth. And it just adds more to the facial because he's got
2: no front teeth. <laughs> and,
1: and then he runs down the apron to get away from the baby faces and takes his own header into the post. And I hey, thought the crowd was
2: health.
1: I thought the crowd was loud on the punch, they came unglued on the post.
0: He was selling into the old, the hill post himself on the sale. You never, you see it a lot back in the day. Never see it anymore. It was, um, and his selling to sell stuff, man, uh, I don't think, I mean, back in the day, I'm sure you got it. But nowadays, I don't think people realize how good Murdoch was. Gosh almighty. It just, no. every little thing.
1: I, I think a lot of Murdoch's past, like the, the other stuff he is associated with, has kind of dampened his uh, his star, I guess, because he was a card-carrying member of the clan, apparently. <laughs> um, is that? For sure. It's been in, it's been in three different books. Uh, but Here's my thing. So one was Rocky Johnson.
0: Eh, well you can't.
1: Yeah, eh. Um, one was Tito
0: Santana. Pretty much pretty trustworthy. I can't. I'm remember. saying you know I don't. I can't say yeah or no on him, but I, Rocky, I would say no way. I don't believe anything comes out came out of his mouth. Tito Santana, I don't know, but I believe him more would Rocky Johnson.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I can't remember who the other one was because I, I looked up the references on that where that's come out. And and I've seen it in shoot interviews too, but yeah. you can never believe what someone says in that.
0: Well, here's my thing. If you're really racist and a member of uh, the KKK, wouldn't it be against your beliefs to do business with a black man?
1: Yeah, well, and, and he tagged with JYD for a good while.
0: Yeah, and he, I mean, he worked, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, up into the 90s, territories with black guys, worked matches with them, tagged with them. If you're really racist and a card-carrying member, you wouldn't you wouldn't do business with them. I mean, I ain't saying he wasn't racist, but being an actual card-carrying, full-fledged member, wouldn't that go against the beliefs of the KKK? I ain't mm-hmm. saying he wasn't racist. Yeah. I mean, you can be racist. There's different levels of being a racist. I mean, you're a racist racist, but, you know, everybody's got a little, you know what I'm saying? There's just some people are more racist than others, but to be a card-carrying member, seemed like, you know, I don't, I don't know the, the qualifications to be a card-carrying <laughs> member of the KKK, but it just seems like that would be on the list of, eh, you, you know, you can pay your membership dues, but you know, I don't. I don't know. It, it just seems to me, and, and you know. in, in fairness, and
1: uh, hey, I hope he wasn't because yeah. I love Dick Murdoch. Yeah. Um, to to be fair, in in Tito's book, apparently the the story was uh, it wasn't that he showed the card, which that's what you hear a lot, is that like he showed his card, um, but it was that they said they're he sold them they're going to a party and the party they go to is a Klan rally and that Murdoch thought it was hilarious. So that could just be a crazy a rib. That could
0: be a rib. Um, you know, I mean, because think about it. Uh, Ernie Ladd was, was, a, was, uh, was one of, was watches Booker a lot off and on from what I read. Your car carry member of the Klan, you're not going to take orders from a, a black man.
1: Yeah. Like and like I said, I
0: hope it's not true because I love yeah. Dick Murdoch. I say he was racist, probably. Uh, but a card carrying member and all that. I, I say no. you now.
2: Yeah.
0: And they probably did that as a rib because I mean those guys and they used to take the ribs used to they used to you hear the stories these ribs, they wasn't like mean, sadistic like, you know, uh my kid ribs. You know, they were funny, you know, just really funny. You know, if it's getting down to you, it scares the pee out of you, but it don't hurt you physically, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Well, so and, I and, can and, see and,
0: that.
1: And, you know, and it could have been one of those things where if anything would have happened, they would have gotten the car and left or Murdoch would have stood up for him or something, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: he, he, yeah I just, I, I don't, Who we don't know who knows. Cause the only person really knows is Dicky Murdoch, and he's not here no more. So
1: exactly. Uh, but speaking of Dickie Murdoch, so we we go back in. He cuts off DiBiase. Uh, beats him hold up. On. Where
0: did he? Hold on. Did he? It was. Hold on. I noticed something because after he powders out, posts himself. Um... Okay, this is later on. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So he. <laughs>
1: He gets him in the corner, gives him a shot or two, then DiBiase blocks, gives him another punch. We get a stagger back, a fall on your butt, and sell this punch. I timed it. He sold one punch. Wrestlers listening, please watch this match and pay attention. He sold one punch for 43 seconds, and it was beautiful. The crowd was electric and it was he wasn't just sitting there holding his face he was making faces shaking his head acting about half drunk trying to get up like you can sell without just going ow it this was a master class in heel selling
0: yes selling yeah he I'm saying. So he knew how to sell one punch he knew how to sell it and yeah, you don't have to go, oh, ow, oh, you know, and you don't have to even do vocal. It's all, and I tell you, in kind of that whole thing of Texas, you know, all those, well, Houston, uh, I don't know, but just that Texas logic. Most guys are gonna get you get punched with somebody in Texas. You're gonna drop to you. You're gonna drop. You know, yeah. might not be out, but you're gonna. You know, it's kind of that. You know, Memphis uh, unless you're you know Lawler or Fargo hitting you, he'll drop. They you drop. But it, you know what I'm saying. It, it, but yeah, it, it just his facials and I tell you, him having no teeth just made it look so. It, I don't know something about that. It, 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 He was a master. His his facials were just unbelievable.
1: He he was built as far as like his face because he wasn't built for wrestling today. <laughs> They'd look at him and go, "You look terrible," but yeah. his face like was built for an up close camera that they didn't have yeah. at that time. His face mm-hmm. in HD would be tremendous.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. we get
1: we get another powder and. <laughs> He tosses a chair. I, I love it. He tossed the chair in the ring and goes to get in and then he goes, Oh crap, the good guys have the chair. And he runs out.
2: <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> doesn't
0: there one where A um, they go out and I think it's when he sits in the when he sits in the chair? Well uh, so
1: Gets and chair he goes back well. in, he,
0: and he goes back, he turns around, he goes out, turns around, sees the chair, turns around to go back in, and he dives in and falls in the ring.
1: Yeah, d- dives in, catches his foot on the middle rope, and yeah. face plants, and rolls right back
0: out. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's that little comedy, but it's it's that, actually, it's realistic, because <laughs> if anybody's dope for the ropes, if you can't get your boot caught on the rope, and you can't plant on your face. God. Oh my first um, um, my debut at SW USWO in Nashville.
1: <laughs> oh geez, I, I had I've, to dive
0: through because my feet got hung in the ropes. I had to dive through.
1: I, I've never full out face planted, but the best is when you've got this real good entrance and you're like, ah, oh, I'm real fired up, and you go to get in the ring real quick, and then you trip, and then <laughs> all your all your heat. Everything just goes.
0: Oh, he, I'm getting off topic as usual. Throw me back in. No, um, I made a site This is at Dixon, Tennessee, uh, 1995. I was working there as a baby face. Uh, Lonnie Lane was running shows, and we were we were doing a tag thing. He worked the singles, and was bringing back in a tag. So he got jumped. I come in, and make the save. I come in, house of fire, bump him, bump him. I'm, you know, fighting him off. I need Ross. Here's right behind. Him. I just, oh, just, went backwards.
1: Fell oh, right no. on my butt. Oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah, it went from yeah. Because you, know, ah. <laughs> you know, I might used to be in a babyface, especially making a save on somebody fired up saving. Yeah, I was fighting him. I was, you know, come on, come on. And there I went, there my feet went, I took a bump over him. <laughs>
1: that That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> but you and I have both seen worse. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get this story out there just because it'll make you laugh. I know you will. Uh, Columbia, Tennessee, uh, I believe the night before or the week before, not sure, Mule Days, which yes. I know mule days, ha ha ha, but it's a big deal in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, sharp dressed man. Lawrence ha- has been, has been beaten up by the vicious heels, hot rod Biggs and Larry Valentine. Uh, was body count, right? Wasn't that their name? Body count. I think maybe, um, maybe. And they've got Lawrence's kid in the ring and they're about to blast him with the stop sign. And, <laughs> Out comes Lawrence, his partner who's been out of wrestling for years, Frankie. And he goes to slide in the ring. And I think he's got hold a on, chair. Hold
0: on. Hold on. When he, but he's running out and they see and it pop. They pop for
1: it. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Crazy loud. And he cross bodies the ring apron hard.
0: <laughs> and that pop went,
1: oh, um, so you've got these heels in the ring, like about to brain a small child and small child that I l- later trained to wrestle by the way, which is hilarious, but, uh, it's about to brain a small child. And then they're looking out there like, uh, uh, well, finally Frankie recovers, um, <laughs> tries to get in the ring again. And he's one of these brothers. He's got the, uh, he's got the old tight, greasy mullet. And he's trying to get in the ring, and he's got a big giant comb with, like, the tail on it in his back pocket, and it's getting hung on the bottom. It was the – oh, uh, it started so good.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was the uh, best. Yeah, he, he ran out there. People were going nuts. He goes to the slider and crossbites the
2: and just slides down to the floor.
1: I believe you and I were watching from the uh, the crow's nest up top because yeah. you were filming. So, yeah. which means at some point you have had footage of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere. Uh, I think Crow's got it.
1: <laughs> oh man, he needs to put that on botchamania yesterday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So sorry for that trip down memory lane, but that's funny. If we if we can get that footage, I'll I'll beg him to put it on there. Uh. <laughs> In about how long we just talked, Dickie Murdoch was out of the ring. Yeah. Um, But he finally decides to come back in. Chairs are still set up. And Dickie takes an atomic drop on the chair. And this cell had me
0: crying. Here's the thing. That would hurt if you really – because was it Williams that gave him the atomic drop? Who gave him the atomic drop?
1: I believe it was DiBiase.
0: DiBiase, because they gave him the atomic drop and put him down. His butt on, on the chair, the the seat part. At first, I thought he was going to sit him, nut shot him at first. Then, then I then he put him down on the thing. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, he sold that. Like he done got a stick
2: right up his butt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he finally tags out. Uh, and then Superstar gets in. I thought business was going to pick up.
0: Well, you know, so... He sold that for a long time because if you think about it, that would really hurt.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I mean he, he was out he got out and he was still selling it on the apron.
1: Yeah, so when Superstar comes in, because I've only seen him be very serious, right? Like he's he's breaking people's neck with a neck breaker or he's choking yeah. people out with the uh with the cobra clutch. Cobra, yeah. You know what I mean? Or I guess at that time, uh is that how they pronounced it?
0: It was just cobra. That's all I've ever heard back then. Then but, slaughter was Cobra Clutch and
1: so I've always just like seen him murdering people, right? And yeah. being very, very serious. Nah, man, Bill Eadie's here to have a good time.
2: <laughs> you, well, in you, the
0: crowd's like that, man, you can have a good time because whatever you, no matter what you do, if you do it right, it they're gonna pop. Yeah. So, and, why not have fun with it?
1: And I forgot I actually didn't write down because I was laughing so hard what he took. But hold on. I think I
0: got it. Uh let's see. Tags in. Uh, uh he takes
1: an atomic too, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. So his atomic drop and sells over to uh the, Oh, we get
1: a ping pong, right? Yeah, then we get a little ping pong, and then he finally takes the bump and while his selling's not as funny as Murdoch's, it's still pretty funny.
2: Yeah.
1: And he takes it's a like big said, crazy ankles over head bump too. Like off yeah. that punch, floats over, and, and he still, he sells his butt for a long amount of time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, he tags out and Murdoch comes back in. And, uh,
0: but yeah, and it, <laughs> the um, I thought they to I've liked what they did because usually you see them, they, they just the back and forth, you know, the Robin door, the ping pong, whatever, whatever you want to call it, they do it too much. He did it just enough, you know. Yeah, it was boom, like boom, one, or, it was
1: like one or two take a bump.
0: Yeah, it was it was perfect because sometimes it gets too comical if you just keep you know. And somebody like him, it would look stupid. Like I said, he's always, he's, you know, serious and stuff. I could see Murdoch feed more back and forth than I would see uh, Superstar, you know? Yeah. Well, because Murdoch could sell it better with his facials. And that's the thing with Superstar, that mask is kind of hard, too. So just feeding, boom, boom, then taking the big bump was actually good.
1: You know, and I agree about the mask. Um, the mask does limit you. However, I'll say he has great body language. Everything's big. You know what I mean? Like when he took that bump, his arms. Oh, yeah. Up
0: and- yeah, that's the thing. Guys nowadays don't understand, especially when you're bigger like that. Just take one bump, make it have meaning to it, visual, make it vi- really visual. Uh, my battery just beamed. <laughs> So just keep talking. I'm gonna plug this up. Okay. Yeah. That that it just. I mean, a lot of especially nowadays, big guys that take bumps. That was a big guy taking a bump, but just, the way he bumped it, it. it, it I don't want what, well. What, you know, what I'm trying to say. Um, it, okay.
1: Well, I mean, you got guys who just try to take, like, especially big guys who just take that one, like Captain Lou Albano bump. Yeah. And then never get up, but he's bumping and flipping over to his feet, and then holding his butt from the yeah. atomic drop he took. No, it's it gold.
0: Yeah, it, it's a lot of I mean, this stuff. You can really learn how to sell right. You know, it, especially for somebody with some size to learn how to sell right. I mean, this was the this match was it, it, it was. uh Well, why? um We're still green at this time. He, you, you know, well, not green, but out of the the four, he's gonna be working with three three years then. Yeah. Or two years. Uh so compared to um uh, you know the other guys, especially yeah, you know all nerd, of them. Uh, yeah. Well I see what he starts seventy eight, I think somebody at like seventy seven.
1: And and grew, uh, up with, and grew up in the business on well,
0: top well he grew that. up in the business too. But but I'm just saying that so he was out of all the people in this match, he was the
2: least experienced. But if you notice um. He uh,
0: he kept in realms of. <laughs> I know I'm trying to think of the word. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to explain that he, he knew his limitations.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So because DiBiase did a lot of the work, a lot <laughs> of it,
1: and we had our fun with this match, but now that the mood changes.
2: Well, they did a – let's
0: see.
2: Myrna grabbed a side headlock. They did a tackle
0: and went into a power slam. Yeah. Really early in the match. Um, He kicks out, sells over to the corner. Just the way – I mean, he took that big bump, kicked out. I don't know. Just – you see a power slam later on the match, you know. But I don't know – they hit the big booby kicks out. Instead of coming back up, feeding him for something, he sold it because it was that. That was a big, you know, power slam back then was big. So he, you know, patted over the corner, you know, selling it. You know, nowadays, power slam, you'd feed back up for something else, you know. Well, it's like I mean, every time they did a bump, they would sell in between. But that's what was, that's why I think I was, I mean, you look at, add up all the bumps in the match. It's not many because they sold and they, they knew how to sell in between the bumps.
1: Yeah. You're looking at probably a dozen total.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and you're talking about the power slam being a big move. I mean, from Steve Williams, that was his finish. Yes. Yeah, I'm saying that was a
0: really big move.
1: You know, so, it was delivered a little differently, but essentially that was his finish.
0: Yeah. And, but it happened so early in the match. That's why. Yeah. He could kick out, but he not only did he kept, but he sold it like he just got hit with something massive. So he knew he had to get out of dodge because he was, you know, hurt because, you know, that was his, you know, that's the big, big thing there. But, um, yeah, it was really, like I said, the the bumps, the sound in between them was what I think made, the sound in between the bumps made the bumps, made them, really. Yeah. You know, it, it just – it's
2: amazing when you look at where they did stuff back then. They served the heat after that, didn't they? Yeah. And this is where you
1: <laughs> see the difference in selling a lot because, like, Williams and DiBiase, they, they sell extremely believably. You know, they're selling smaller, more realistic. And this is where you see the paradox between how a heel should sell And how a baby face should sell.
2: Yeah.
0: Murdoch, he finally started. And and this is real. besides the the few punches Murdoch's thrown, this is actually the only time he's really cheated in the the match. He started choking him. And then he starts biting him. (laughs) And I'm like, he ain't got no teeth. (laughs) How you biting me?
1: He's he's got the canines. He's getting those. Oh, yeah.
0: I guess so, yeah. And you know, it when he got done, he went. He made this, and he spit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's this makes you know, because you bite on somebody, it's gonna leave a taste here, you, you know. But he like, I just looked, and this like, went. That's <laughs> like that's even just that little thing, you know. Uh and, but, yeah, DBOC sells good. Yeah, and so we get we get
1: superstar back in, and uh, he hits his spinning neck breaker.
0: It's his finish. Sometimes they're hitting their finishes early in the match.
1: Well, I, I'm wondering if he hadn't almost totally gone to the
0: Cobra by then.
2: Um, I know on
0: TBS early he was doing the neck breaker, Then he went to the 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 Cobra sleeper gimmick. He might have,
1: you know, and he's like, he oh, probably had. And he's probably like, I like doing this move, so I'm going to keep doing it.
0: He might set him up with the neck breaker then hit hook the Cobra. Um, I bet that's what he was doing at this time.
1: Yeah, and, and we after that, obviously, near, near fall, um, we get a choke on DiBiase. And, man, this is gold. Like, Because, you know, pro wrestling now, all the chokes over the ropes, if you see them because you don't on TV. It's like the old <laughs> double hands on the back of the head, just moving your arms. This was pushing down on the back of his head, the top ropes touching the middle. Yeah. Which brings uh, Dr. Death in, which brings old Carl Fergie out to put him out. So then they pick up uh, Didiassi's legs while the choke's going on, do the old wheelbarrow in the choke.
0: Yeah. Was it th- um, I'm trying to think. Was it this time when... Uh, um, Right after that, didn't they hit? Didn't um, didn't Murdoch hit a deep neck break, swinging neck breaker?
1: Yeah, he had his foot so far back, I thought he was gonna fall.
0: Um and he yeah. had deep. And they were like almost their heads were like almost touching the mat, and I yeah. was like, because I didn't know what he was doing. I was like, what is he doing? And I was like, he just hit a. I guess because his legs are so long. I don't know. He just looks, he's awkward looking because the way he's built. Yeah. But that, I think it, helped, it helps him when he sails. I think that really helps. But yeah, it was like, and I was like, I've never seen anybody get that deep. Yeah. You know, it looked really good. I mean, after it hit it, it looked good, but getting there was like, I said, what are they doing? What are they doing? Oh, um, it's
1: funny that he did the exact same move. <laughs> that superstar did right before.
0: Yeah. But they're or they're, they're, working, these, they're, on they're that.
1: working the neck. Yeah, the head and the neck. The neck
0: and the, and the, and, the back, and the upper back. And then he does then he goes and does one of his old finishes.
1: Oh man, my my favorite move. I want to bring it back. Um and I, I mean to all the time. What's and it
0: actually it, called? What are the how do you how do you call that? I don't
1: I have heard it called either a calf branding or cattle branding. Um and basically what it is, uh, you've got the guy in the corner facing out toward the ring. You're behind him up on the top rope. You've got your knee in the in his back and neck. You jump off. He goes face first, and you knee drop the back of his head.
0: That looks good. Yeah, that was his – he used that for a finish for a while, too.
2: Um, and, um, and then, let's see, did he cover him?
1: Uh, I believe he did. I believe he, co- yeah. He there co- was a
0: little time in between, though. He didn't go right over and cover him.
1: He yeah. got, it
0: was like, look, So, so he kicked, yeah, I got 100 kicks out. Um,
1: then he goes for he a goes pile for a driver.
0: Pile, goes for a pile driver. And I like this because when he, he backdropped him, he didn't launch him because he just got his head just smashed three foot into the mat, you know? Yeah, it looks definitely
1: desperation. It wasn't this, okay, let's see how pretty this backdrop can be.
0: Yeah, and Murdoch pulls the trunks down on the way over. That awesome.
1: was a rip, 100%. Oh, yeah. That was oh, a rip. You know,
0: you know it was.
1: Especially you know, by how quick D.B. went back and pulled him back up. Pulled his
0: trunks up, selling. <laughs> but, yeah, but I liked it because, yeah, usually you see that when they block the pile driver, and they flip them up high and yeah, see how good high they can get over pretty and everything this was yeah because it wouldn't have looked right if he just he just planted him into the mat you know it it wouldn't have looked right so it looked like because he barely he got him up I and mean, he got a little high but it wasn't at launch it was and when he came over <laughs> the trunk that was the best oh yeah, that was d- so
1: d- good d- d- Murdoch wasn't taking an AJ Styles backdrop
0: yeah but it, it, it just made sense because they, you know, like I said they're working on his neck. He just planted with his old finisher, and you know, so they both go down.
1: And yeah, they the, match his is, the match down. is about to start getting interesting.
0: You got that right. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is awesome. Um, hold on, let me find my notes. <laughs> I'll just set them down. Uh. <laughs> he gave him the backdrop. Massu um, Star comes in. He 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 whips uh, DiBiase into the corner, and the second turnbuckle breaks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think it actually broke. I think it just unhooked.
0: I think the hook broke.
1: Oh, okay. I see. I, 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 mean, thought, on the, I thought it just the, came out of the, the hook.
0: I think the eye broke.
1: Oh, off the uh, the guy
0: because you saw a guy come over looking at it. For on the outside, yeah, I think it, I think the eye broke,
1: so had that happened nowadays, the match would have stopped or somebody stopped. would have gra- or somebody would have grabbed a hold so something could happen, no, no, not here, Dickie <laughs> Murdoch hits him right in the gut with it,
0: yeah, goes and picks it up <laughs>
2: yeah, I was, yeah
0: it's like okay, this match was so good now we got an audible throat in there and it's going to add more to it. You know, I was like, how much more awesome could that have happened? You know, but you know, it's ropes. And now I think about it. It might've popped out of the eye because yeah. those ropes are so loose.
1: Very, very much so. Um, and, and but
0: and I just back- know that guy did come over and look at it from the outside. And somebody even popped out, they would have put it back even after Murdoch let go of it <laughs> hit him with it. Uh, Murdoch it might, might
1: not have let him because he went down to that other one and took it off.
0: Yeah, that's right. He did. He went, he went to the other side, took it off, took the other one off the hook, <laughs> and turned around, and, and, and Superstar fed uh, Debbie and He hit him, and Fergie's looking right there, and Murdoch, you see, he was like saying, he. I don't know what he said to me. It was like, you could tell me, he's like. I don't know what just happened. He just kind of had like this look of like, I don't know. And I was thinking, actually, that's – it's illegal, but it's not an illegal disqualification because it's part of the ring. Exactly. Because you choke them on the ropes, you got a five count. So, technically, he can do it in front of the ref, you know?
1: Yeah, well, sa- same thing with taking a post unless you're in the Bill Watts era. Um <laughs>
0: Nope. But it was just – but the face Murdoch made – I mean, I wish he had a close-up because he was like, I don't know what he, – he just ran into it. And then that look of – and Fergie's, like, getting on me He's like, I he just ran into it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so and obviously everything's breaking down, and they're trying to get the middle rope out of the ring, which popped me because now there's just no middle rope randomly. Yeah. Um, And while all this is going down, Murdoch sneaks in a chair shot, yeah. The DiBiase is laying on, against the bottom rope and Murdoch decks him.
0: Yeah, he does. He pops him good right in the head. Yeah, he, he, he actually, I saw his, I saw his, he blasts him with the chair shot.
1: <laughs> and you know, I thought that was going to be the finish. I did too. I did too. He, I thought when he hit him, he hit him so hard. And I'm like, that's yeah. believable. It's weird we didn't get a hot tag, but that's a believable finish. And it wasn't, it was a near fall.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I think they, they take a little time between they do something big, I notice. Yeah. They don't go for a cover just right then. They they milk it a little bit to give them time to kick out.
2: Well, so yeah, and, and the whole thing,
1: because uh, Superstar was about to go for the pin, but he wasn't the legal man, so then Dickie had to get back in the ring. and yeah. Tell, So, yeah, there was some time taken.
2: Yeah. Let's see. Um
0: So, did this chair shot and then um, Superstar whips uh, <clears throat> DBI to the ropes, goes for a backdrop using the boot, you know, double down. Then we're going to the hot tag. And uh, Williams comes in and fires up on Superstar they with weird Murdoch punches. Come. Weird punches. I don't think he is, he, like I said, he's still learning. You know, he's so big too. I mean, I don't, I, you know. It's hard to, I guess, when you're that big to learn how to work a punch. You know? Yeah, they're they're like little T Rex punches. Huh? Little
1: like piston punches, little T Rex yeah,
0: punches. I, yeah, I think he's afraid he's if he just come over and he. See, like I said, he only been working like. See, that was. He might have been only working two years, if that. So. And to be the I just think it, you know. It, I'm thinking his punches he wasn't comfortable with them at the time. Um, and so Murdoch come in, fired of him. He did a double naga knocker.
1: Which got a um, huge eruption, by the way. Yeah.
0: Like. It did. Uh, Murdoch tried to bump through the ropes, didn't he? And there was no middle ropes there. And it was like awkward. It's like, what? He was not like going to bump and he went in the middle rope. It looked just weird looking, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I think he wanted to take like a uh, like an S can bump, you know what I mean? And then there was nothing there, so he just kind of yeah. tumbled out.
0: Yeah, it was, it was how can you tell? It was like, "Where's no rope here?"
2: Yeah, um, yeah, it was. Um, it's pretty good. The um,
0: DiBiase, um, he tags back in, hits Atomic Knee Drop on the shin of Superstar.
1: Uh, the old shin breaker. You don't see that anymore at
0: all. I was thinking, was the figure four, was that Diviase's finish at that time? Period. It must have been. Because it,
1: it, it they either, were going. Yeah, it either was or you got to remember the figure, the figure four has been over a lot. You know what I mean? Because when anybody well, so he else. He was
0: baby face then. So I'm thinking that was his finish because he was a baby face. Yeah. Whenever somebody would
1: put it on flare, they'd go crazy. Dusty, you know, everyone used it for a finish, just about.
2: I'm thinking, because
0: I know before that, when he was a heel, he did the glove and did that loaded glove gimmick. Yeah. I'm wondering if that was. So I'm not really familiar with his babyface stuff at that time. But anyway, he puts it on, they go crazy. Oh.
2: And Superstar's just
1: flailing around going crazy.
0: Yeah. And. Marna comes in, breaks it up. Well, tries to. That's right, because Williams cuts him off, don't he? Yep.
1: Does he cut sends, him off? Yeah, send, sends him right back out. But then we get somebody else.
0: That's right. Yeah, he cuts him off. Uh, hold on. Oh, yeah. How outf- out comes? Hold on. I'm missing a page here.
2: What did I read the wrong one. Hold on. I'm missing... I don't know what I've done here.
0: I'll let you take it, because I'm, I'm trying to... Hold on. Hey, go ahead.
1: Well, while, while Quentin looks for his page, and this is way more entertaining to watch, ladies and gentlemen. Um <laughs> Mad Dog Buzz <laughs> Sawyer hits the ring. Uh, well, tries to. He tries to yeah, he interfere, tries. but uh, Dr. Death takes care of that. But that happens to have Carl Fergie's attention. And remember, Superstar is still in the figure four, yeah. flailing around like a madman. DeBiase's cranking it out off the top rope with a, I don't know if it's supposed to be a knee or a forearm. Both kind of hit Deviasi.
0: When he went up there on those ropes, he about fell. Well, those he didn't have a middle rope to climb on, climb on. I know. But those ropes were so loose anyway. And, yeah, that all got – yeah, he got up there and he almost – and yeah, it, it was it, – it, it. I thought he was going to fall at first, and then you could tell he was – he had to go because, you know, you can't stay forever. So, he come off and it looked like it was – yeah, It looked like he 4 him, kneed him, and I think he got him with both, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, But the the pile gets flipped, and Superstar and Murdoch win the match and then hightail it to the back. Was
0: it a title match?
1: I don't know. Because they, I didn't, they didn't grab the belts.
0: Yeah, because they had to get out of Dodge because they just screwed them. So they were getting out because people were hot, hot finish. People were out were, were right. rate. They were getting out of there. I did notice, I remember a couple of times, the ring announcer guy handed – Murdoch something when he walked by when he was running by when he powdered out I don't know if it was his shirt <laughs> you know you got to have that t-shirt
2: <laughs> yeah well, he's
1: got he's going to the bar afterward he if you don't have it he won't have nothing to wear he wore that in yeah. the show yeah
0: <laughs> so I don't know I but they never like I said then it it cut off before you could you know they you see you hear them they, they announcing they they're the winners but I don't know if it's a tag title. Yeah,
1: and they they never announced, like, your new champions or anything like that. So, I'm I'm wondering if it wasn't.
0: I probably wouldn't. It might have just been a regular match leading up to a tag title match, probably.
1: But, man, what a match.
0: (laughs) It was – You had everything. Um, It's good to watch
2: it. This is one of those matches, if you're in the wrestling business, watch it and watch it to learn.
0: And watch it as a fan. Enjoy it both ways because my it's such it's so good. Uh Dick Merle, like I said, he's in his had to be mid forties. Uh probably the worst shape he'd been, maybe. Oh, he's Actually, definitely I think not in he, good shape. <laughs> I think he might have cut a little weight in eighty seven when he went to Crockett. Um, he might have cut a little weight, not much.
1: For that for that feud with Dusty.
0: Um, that and, and didn't he become a Russian? Didn't he start team with the Russians too?
1: Yeah, as about to say, he kind of became a Russian. Well,
0: um, it, actually, actually, that time period, he they brought him in as a baby face. They turned him heel. He did some matches with the Midnight Express. Did some matches with Ivan Koloff. It's like he was just where they needed him. You know, and I think they did that little short thing with Dusty. That was it,
2: I think.
1: You're going to be surprised by this. Dick Murdoch was 38 at this time. 38? He died in June 15th, 96. Well, I, I don't know when his birthday was. He was 38 or 39. But he died June 15th, 1996 at the age of 49. So he was
0: 38. There's no way he was 38. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that. Yep. He looked 45, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he had also lived very hard.
0: You got that right. 38.
1: Well, Let's and see. On top of that, and, I, and I have no room to judge, but he was not an attractive man.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I got a question. He started, what, 67. 68ish. Uh, th- th- th-
1: I can look that up with the power of Google. Um, 65. He was Ron Carson in 1965.
2: Okay. So he started.
1: He started with the Texas Outlaws in
0: 68. Okay. Well, if we start 65, 75, 85, 21 years. So, how old was when he started?
1: He was born in 46. 56. I'm really bad at math.
0: He's born for, He's born 46? Yeah. So, he was 39, supposedly, when this match happened. But still, though, I don't... Well, he... 56, he was born he, it was August
1: sixteen is August sixteenth of forty six when he was born. So he he would have been thirty eight. He wouldn't have turned.
0: No, he was thirty nine.
1: Okay.
2: Again, so he I'm turned, math.
0: He had turned. He turned. He turned forty in eighty six. He turned forty.
2: Right. Yeah, you are right. Born forty
0: six. Right. Okay. So if he's born in if he's born forty six, fifty six, sixty six, so he, started when he was nineteen. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. Nineteen.
0: Well, he didn't play it. Uh, West Texas State. Then did he? Oh no! You haven't heard that? No, he just
1: told everybody he did. Okay. He's and like, then, okay. He, so he did. The only time he technically played there was he. Oh, uh, uh, what was? They had an alumni game, and he convinced everybody there that he w- used to play, so they let him play. Ah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's, that's the legend of Dickie Murdoch, man, is that he never played there but convinced them. He worked them. <laughs> Just because he wanted to play in the game. Um, also, wow. Killer Tim Brooks was his cousin. I didn't know that.
0: I didn't either. Wow. Another underrated heel.
1: Oh, yeah, and also another unattractive man. Bro, he, well, I, I'm not I'm not saying that like in any other way besides like the, the ugly heels. You know what I mean? The big nasty ugly That's heels. That's what
0: you were. That's what wrestling business was. You didn't everybody wrestling was all shapes and sizes. You know, it was it was a it was wrestling. You weren't supposed to be not everybody's supposed to be bodybuilt or tattooed, looks the same, you know? Wrestle the same. Everybody was different. That's what why it was wrestling. It was a spectacle. Yeah, is that the word? I'm like, I say that right?
1: Yeah, no, you, you did. Okay. And Well, they you
0: know all, me. They all, me
1: and my like, words. They, they all look like characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It, it's funny though. On Wikipedia, it does have him listed as West Texas State University <laughs> uh, as his alma mater. So.
0: Maybe the story. Did they give I mean, him an honorary? <laughs> did he get an honorary thing from it later on?
1: I that I don't know. Um, I know. Okay, here's my question. I'm wondering if he went and dropped out or got kicked out and never played or anything. <laughs>
0: went one semester maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah. And he's like, ah, this ain't for me, you know. <laughs>
0: well, here's my thing. Okay. You always hear it's it's something like if you watch old Florida wrestling. You always hear university of, they played at University of Tampa. And I always say, all oh, that was a work. I actually finally looked it up, especially when I was doing those DVDs for Scott, because I kept hearing it, University of Tampa. You know, I was like, what? I never heard of University of Tampa. So I actually looked it up. There was a University of Tampa, and I think it was like 76 or 77, they got rid of their football team. So there actually was a University of Tampa. So if there was actually uh, West Texas State football, when did it? All you ever heard of is from wrestling. You never heard it. And I'm a big sports guy. I never heard anybody else ever play football for West Texas State except for wrestlers. So I have always thought, was it a work?
1: No. So it it actually changed its name. It looks like 1990. Um, They are now West Texas A&M University.
0: Are they um, di- were they Division three or,
1: or oh what? Because like, you
0: he, he never heard of
1: uh, Academics, nobody cares about that.
0: Is it a JUCO? Uh,
1: NCAA Division II Lone Star Conference.
0: So it's probably been Division III, too. It's probably not Division three and a Division II, probably.
1: And they are the Buffaloes.
2: What did I wasn't expecting that.
1: What, you think they'd be like the Funks? Yeah. <laughs> Their mascot's just Terry the walking la- out no, there.
0: The West Texas State Lariats.
1: That would be a good one, actually.
0: It would. Oh, excuse
1: me. Um, but yeah, so it looks like uh, from 1910 till 23, this is – see, this is the random history you get with the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: And not, from 1910 to 23, they're a West Texas State Normal College. What the crap? Yeah, I know. Weird, right? Uh, 23 to 49, they're the West Texas State Teachers College. See, that makes sense, right? Like, because they specialize in teachers. But I don't know what a yeah. normal college is. Um. <laughs> 49 to 63, West Texas State College. 63 to 90, West Texas State University.
0: So it was a four-year?
1: Uh, I'm I'm guessing, yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: Okay, yeah, it says bachelor degree, so that, yeah, that's four years. Now four years. Hmm. And let's get some West Texas State merch, if we can find it. Have it
0: made. Hmm. They may still own the copyright on the old name. <laughs> oh, find Johnny Bootleg T-shirt maker. He'll make you some.
2: <laughs>
1: there you go.
0: Hey, I'm going to get me one made. I know a person that can make me one.
1: There you go.
0: I'm going to get it made, and if you like it, I'll get you made one made too.
1: Make you, I'll try. I'll try to find I don't know.
0: If, and the quality of it might kind of be made kind of like this, but not this font. But, I mean – you know, not the best, you know what I'm saying?
1: He, he's wearing a red t shirt for all you guys who can't see this.
0: Oh, I'm to... <laughs> I'm to... yeah. I just keep seeing with us. I was like, <laughs> That was good, wasn't it? Man, yeah, if we want were... to just realize my britches are laying up here on the couch,
1: fantastic.
0: <laughs> Beside my alpha doll, there. Um, Whoa, well,
1: so to... but did
0: he ever get you know how they do the thing where they the honorary diploma thing from you know how people get you know honorary diplomas from places? Yeah, you know, like did they do that for him there? Um, I haven't seen anything about it they but... should because <laughs> that's awesome because I always thought he was part of that group that played there and he never did. He worked them. That is the best. Oh yeah, my okay. gosh. It,
1: just so he could play in the alumni game. That is awesome. Yeah, I don't. I don't see anything. Uh, uh about him getting any honorary. <laughs> oh, okay. Here, here, here's one. Boom, boom, boom. This, this will be good. And this is on. This is Bleacher Report. Uh, West Texas. All right, let's see. Da, 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 da. So, here's the you know, it's, it's listing all the people who played there. You know, obviously, you know, Tully, DiBiase Sr., uh, Bobby Duncan, Manny Fernandez, Dorian Terry.
0: Did Manny really
2: play for him? <laughs> oh,
1: that, that's true, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me go up and see if they debunked that because you know, it is Manny. No, nope, no, nope, he really played. Uh Dorian Terry, you know, uh Brody, Hanson, Kelly Kaniski.
2: Kaniski played there?
1: Yep. Wow. Uh he D- played
0: later on then. Later did. than most of those guys.
1: Uh Dusty. Uh Mercedes. Did Dusty
0: play baseball too? Yeah. I thought he did. Yeah, he
1: did. Mercedes Solis. I don't know who that is. That's oh, Tito. That's Tito, okay.
2: Like, you know what that is?
1: Um, A uh, Blackjack Mulligan. Okay. Uh, and then it says, one phone, one funny note about West Texas State: Dick Murdoch, who actually attended the school, was so entrenched among the players that he was effectively an honorary team member and eventually played in the alumni game.
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: That's the best.
0: That best is.
1: That that can't wow. be beat. Like, so I bet he just got like got drunk and hung out with all of them.
0: Yeah. Well, when you think about it though. If he started his his nineteen wrestling, so he probably went to went one semester and probably just hung out with the football team and stayed drunk and and then he started wrestling. And he's like, ah, I can't do this no Because back then, even you were green, you you. You work every day, even when you start, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, he, so he probably just dropped out and,
1: and, he, and he that first semester. With, he, he was hanging with Don Carson, who is a pretty decent name.
0: Oh, Don Carson, yes, yes. Ter- big territorial guy. Yeah. Um, good man. And, uh, later on, became a manager. Uh, but, yeah, Don Carson worked territories uh, a lot. Actually, he worked San Antonio, was it? eighty five ish he or 84 fourish he was the manager for Mongolian Stomper in Southwest. Don Carson. Um then he did a black he did a black glove gimmick in East Tennessee. Um I believe so. Yeah, he did like, he put on that big black glove. Um so yeah so he probably started working and he probably went one semester, stayed drunk, hang out with football players and started working and said college ain't for me. That's what I'm thinking probably what happened.
1: So, <laughs> but I, I, feel, this, I feel like this has been the, the Dick Murdoch Love Fest podcast, but I mean,
0: well, you, he deserves it, man. That guy was, he don't, because people, if you're old school like me, you know, Murdoch was how good he was. Um, and there's more video coming surfacing every day of, of all stuff. You, you're seeing more Murdoch now. Um, you know, um, so, yeah, yeah, and a lot of these guys, there's a lot of guys like Murdoch that you know were so good like that. So um, you know, uh, you know, and DiBiase, and you kind of think it went too much longer. You know, DiBiase, he was um, Watts, this guy off and on, top heel, top baby face, mostly top, seemed like a top heel a lot, uh, and this is right before he let you know basically his last run with Watts and he went from being one of the biggest hills, you know, for Watts and early in mid 80, early 80s, early eighties into big baby face back to his big baby face role up. And then goes to New York, totally different character, gimmick work, work, everything totally different. It is. It's, it's crazy. You know, how that but happened. And
1: each, each team had a person known for making other people. Though Ted DiBiase was always the guy who could have a match with anybody. Oh yeah. And same with
0: Murdoch. Yeah.
1: You know when he wanted to.
0: You know, Williams was really green, um, but he he was he knew well, a lot of guys, especially coming from that football mentality they don't understand you have limitations you stay within the limitations you know that's why i think he got better see so there and they kept him at what he could do you know
1: yeah
0: so you know um i think that's when they so he was able to learn without getting the name of oh he can't work you know yeah so, but so what,
2: what yeah, and
0: Himself, you know, his work for the years. So
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He was the top star for for you know what the well, not even a decade before this, like you know a few years before this, he was a top
0: top guy. Yeah, because he like I said, he was a one of the big time heels, uh, in New York, you know, WWF, um, you know, early eighties. 82, 81. He would go back and forth a lot from, um, those that from like 80 to like 84. He went, he would go back and he would do a so many months he'd do New York. Then he would go and do so many months in Atlanta for George Championship Wrestling and then go do his tours in Japan. So for the, you know, like three, four years there, he was main heel at these places, you know. He never stayed a long, long period, but he would be six months, go somewhere else, come back, you know. So he was always in that top spot as a top heel everywhere he went, you know. So, you know, um, like I said, he, was somebody, he always looked good, always had the matching gimmick, you know, the mask, the pullover, the tights, um, interviews. He's that old, um, um, like Bach would go, what, what do we call it intelligent. Yeah, when he talked, you know, he didn't yell. He wasn't a screamer. You know, he talked like he had. You know, he was smart. You know, boy, uh, well,
1: he was a teacher, was he not?
0: I think he was in real life at one time. Yeah,
1: I think. Yeah, I, I believe wrong. it was like a like a gym teacher or something like that. But I mean, but you he, know, he,
0: but he come had, across he four I mean, years had, of uh, school. Yeah, he had come across in his interviews that he was smarter than everybody. Yeah. Kind of like Buckwinkle. He talked down, you know, that he was smarter. That's why he was so good in the ring, you know? So, but, uh, so yeah, it's interesting to see the people, because like I said, then Murdoch went, he, he stayed around a little while. And then he went Crockett. Uh, Watts. I mean, uh, William stayed with Watts to the dying day and went, and when uh Crockett bought him out, he went into um um uh WCW. Crockett. Oh, Crockett. Yeah, went into Crockett, yeah. When they bought up UWF and he was on the design and he filtered over, like I said, he and then I think superstar, like I said, he would go somewhere and work like six months. I think he, because at this time period he he went back to Japan and didn't he come back a little later as one of the Machine gimmicks yep. in New York. Yeah. But at this time, I think right this, he spent a lot of time between Japan. That's where I think most of the time until he did the demolition, you know, went into full time into the demolition, what, 87 ish, 88? And he was m-
1: massively over in Japan.
0: Yes, yes, big time.
1: They, my big God, time. they they loved him.
0: Yeah. Was he all Japan or no
2: Japan?
1: All, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure.
2: Sounds right. It sounds right.
1: Like his style to me, is all Japan. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't see him doing shoot style.
0: Well, no, the other thing was shoot style, I mean, you mean. But that's what
1: Anoki wanted, though. Anoki wanted a more shoot style.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, you had your, yeah, your. You know, guys like that, it, cause didn't uh, I'm trying to think, cause Brody went and went to Anoki.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Brody and did both. Hanson did both.
0: Didn't when Brody? Cause I I remember now. it was this time period that Brody went to Anoki, and then they brought DiBiase in and teamed him with uh, Hanson. Hansen. Yep, because he had the whole gimmick with it with Hanson, the cowboy hat and everything, and that was right before um, he went to New York. So it was right around this time period that he uh, that DiBiase uh, went to uh, went to all Japan to fill in the Well, not fill in, but take um, Brody's spot with Hanson as tag team. Because I remember he had the cause I yeah I remember seeing him in the magazines because uh, we you know we didn't get. Uh, watching stuff, stuff, I remember some magazines. He was a big time. He always had that glove, you know. As his, and then he turned babyface in the magazines, and you know, he looked. You know, he didn't have the glove no more. He was just he had to, you know, he just look. And then you see me Dollar Man. Then later on, when I'm getting the tape trade, I'm just looking. I was like, "Holy crap, he was a cowboy!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> the whole, you know, the uh, cowboy hat, the chaps, and everything. You know, I was like. Whoa! When did this happen? You know, but it was that time period of his final days with Watts and before he went to New York. So it's it's, it's interesting to you know to see that the you know DBI is that. I tell you another good thing if you want to watch some DBI debioc- stuff, that's out there. Um, the pile driver angle.
1: I've seen Seen that Freebirds, right?
0: That was the Freebirds pile driver, and then later on. Didn't he do did the angle like a couple years later in Georgia? Well, the first one was in Georgia. It's a Bay Face. Then it was like three years later. Didn't he do the same angle with Tommy Rich and Paul Drive Rich on the gimmick on that on the I, floor?
1: I believe I think you're they right.
0: did the same. I just switched it around this time because DBI says that's when he first turned heel in Georgia, and he was feuding with Tommy Rich. And I think he did his thing with Rich because then remember they did the whole Mister R thing and all that, which is good stuff. But yeah. that uh, and they did an interview with when you when guys was the baby face, he was in the, the, the hospital and all this. That was good stuff, that was really good stuff. I know we're way off from what we were, but um,
1: uh and I there's so I, much I, stuff I, out there, I was mistaken about Bill Eady. He did um uh, mostly New Japan. He did some All Japan. Oh
2: really? That's
1: uh that's he, kinda odd. Uh he at the All Japan US Japan Wrestling Summit. Uh, Andre and Baba beat Ax and Smash.
0: Okay, this was later on. I'm talking about when they were doing the machines. Was that for New Japan or All Japan?
1: Uh, well, that was for WWF, but it was uh, it was a New Japan gimmick that he had. Uh, okay, he, he had copied. Um, there's a, a wrestler okay. in New Japan, Super Strong Machine, yeah, and that's where that mask came from. Okay, I got you. Okay.
0: I didn't know there was a tie in somewhere in Japan with all that. Yeah, all but right. no,
1: he he worked mostly in New Japan like
0: wow, in that's se- kinda...
1: 77 all through the 80s into the early 90s.
0: Wow. Try wonder what their roster was that time uh, cuz you think of Americans, you always think of All Japan. You know? Yeah. Um
1: especially well, the NWA yeah. style Americans.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Hmm. Well, i trying to think. Like, Vince had a thing. Who was he with? Was he with New Japan? Vince there was with while? New
1: Japan, yeah.
0: Okay, that's probably why um, that's probably why he's that would make more sense because, you know, he was, um, he was really a Vince senior guy. Yes. Yeah. You know? he was a Vince senior guy. So that would make sense. I'm going to all Japan, uh, to new Japan. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to, to look some of his new Japan stuff up then. That's, that's tweaking my interest. Yeah. We, you get more than a match here on the territory wrestling where you get a little bit of everything, <laughs> dude. Um, uh, I forgot to tell you when I try to find my password for my anchor, uh, I went on my laptop because I didn't want to log out of my uh, tablet or my cell phones to, I fear I'd get lost. It, you know, I'd get out, couldn't get back in. So I went on my laptop to try to figure out my password. And I got in and I saw this stuff and It showed the countries that we were listened in. Yeah. I was like, holy smokes. I, we're like listening to like Ubudistan or something. <laughs> I was like, oh. Huh? But it was well, all those countries. And then I looked on the United States. Dude, we're big in New Jersey.
1: We're over in Jersey, baby. Shout, shout out to work. New Jersey. Everyone who's listening to us.
0: Hey, we are more people listen to us in New Jersey than any state in the United States. More than Tennessee and in Kentucky. Can you believe that?
1: Well, bring us out to Jersey. We'll be glad to sit on a stage and do this for people.
0: I don't up that over.
1: Eh, well, we hey, yeah, well,
2: hey, yeah,
0: hey, I always dream, dream big, right?
2: That's but yeah, I
0: was really shocked, Um, and I noticed we get more listeners because it shows what they, um, like I always put like the I've been using the same links to work, to, and it's you know the anchor, of course, anchor and and uh, Spotify because they they're together now, and then Google uh, iTunes, and, was it, Speaker, um, Speaker don't even register on it, uh, there's one, something box, um, Breaker box, I think, something like that, it, it's like way up there, maybe, so I'm wanting to put the link of that on there, because there's more people listen on that than, than clicking on the Speaker link, so, but, yeah, I was just, I was just, but it, I've noticed we get, like, 10, maybe 10 listens a week. And if you go down and scroll down and look at our old ones, we get, like, there's, like, 30, 40, 50 listens. So, I think the, like, the older they get, more um, we'll people start listening. I don't think anybody listens to right when we drop them. I think we get the normal, you know, we got normal people, but I think long, you know, um, we're actually getting a lot of people listening. It's just after they've been on there for a while. So that's good too. I mean, it's, just, it's not, it's good. Cause I'm thinking we're not doing any modern day weekly stuff. So people can listen to it. Any scroll down, let's say, I want to see what this was about, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's evergreen. I don't know what that means, but I'm- <laughs> that, that means you can listen to it at any time. We're not working on a uh, current event.
0: Gotcha. All I do a current event. Did you, uh, I know you didn't watch uh, AEW last night, but Jericho about broke. He about pulled a Habusa last night. Oh, no. Yes. It was scary, dude. Yeah. He went to do his Asahi moonsault, and, dude, it was, whoo, he landed it on his head. It was oh, bad. Oh, God.
1: That's horrifying.
0: Yeah. yeah cause see, they did a spot where I think, What? <laughs> What's wrong?
1: Now now we're covering live wrestling.
0: <laughs> oh, piss. Anyway, because uh, he don't have – he don't get But he – I think NJF slammed the guy, and he was up to the side, so he, he had to run an angle and couldn't get speed up when he jumped to the second rope to do his flip. And he cut. – it is like, oh, I was like, oh, my gosh. But he – somehow he pulled out, and he didn't – like, he hit his head. I don't know how hard, but it it was – it had disaster written on it. I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. You can look it up.
1: Oh, I, I will. I will definitely look that up. I'm yeah, sure. it, it, I think a new Bachmania dropped today. It may be on
0: that. Yeah, it was. It was scary because I was since it hit. I was thinking about high boost. I was like, oh gosh.
1: That you know? was one of the grossest things I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, but you know, I've seen grosser people can walk away. It's just that little, you know. It's one of those things you never know. You know what could happen. Um,
1: you know something else so I don't I get, know. What's your match going to be for next week?
0: I'm not ready to talk about that just yet. Are you okay?
2: No, we're going too long. Oh, go ahead. Okay,
0: well, let's talk about this match. okay, so I don't want to do stars, so I'm gonna we're still doing thumbs, right? Sure, okay. I give this two thumbs up. And two big toes up. I get it's getting four.
1: I was waiting for your feet to come on the screen.
2: <laughs>
0: Seriously, <laughs> hey, you know back in the day, I probably could have did that, but nowadays I'm old, broke down. I can't. I can't. Hey. I can't get them up.
2: <laughs> <It's> like, oh <laughs> my god. Uh, on but yeah, yeah. I, I,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, no, I'll I'll give it the. I'm gonna do it. Give it two thumbs, and I'm I'm not saying that. To belittle it at all, I think it's one of the most entertaining matches that I've watched in a long time. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to crap on the little bit of, that they did in the ring, but I'll I'll save my toes for a, a big crazy well, just and ring joking. match. I mean, yeah, I know. I mean, but My two understand. thumbs up, dude. This I
2: yeah.
1: I watched it three times and laughed all three times. Yeah, at the beginning and like this is one of the few matches where the middle rope can break. And it just adds to the chaos and these guys are all pros and it affected nothing.
0: No, it made it better.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it it was, this match was awesome. Yeah, it was Um, really good. As you said at the beginning, if you're in a wrestling school or just trying to get better, watch this.
2: Watch this.
0: And and you don't have to have a big crowd for, to get that over with. If there would have been a hundred people out there, Murdoch would have got it over because of the way, yeah. you, do, you, the way you do it. You don't have to matter. So it so a big crowd. Now you know, you'd have a hundred people, if 50 people in a crowd, if you know how to do it right, like he does, you can get it over with those people.
1: Mur- Murdoch sells big and sells small. His body language yeah. is huge, but he's also doing facials and small movements on top of it. If you can sell yeah. big and sell small, you can sell that way in front of any crowd.
0: Yeah, definitely. definitely, Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm glad you picked this. You, you've had two winners. I've had a dud. Dude, you didn't. Tell, you didn't I, have I a dud. Really, you just
1: had an angle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a, a, a 11 month angle. <laughs> oh, geez. okay. So I'm I'm hoping to redeem myself, and I think you're and you're gonna. When I say this, you're gonna like you. It's going to be
1: every match Dusty Rhodes and Terry Funk ever had. All right, here we go.
0: You're going to actually, you're going to be shocked. I picked this match. You think it's going to be some territory, you know, old school.
1: Well, I mean, that is the podcast name.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. My match for next week. Kenny Omega and
1: Okada. No. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's from December 30th, 1985. It comes from Madison Square Garden. It's Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage. <laughs> no, 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 no. That look you just gave me.
1: <laughs> I, 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 no, I'm trying to think because it was, it was a pay-per-view, I assume, correct?
0: No, 85. Massive Square Garden, a house show. Okay. No, yeah.
1: I think
2: it'll, it, it was actually it, their, is
1: this When did Savage first come in?
2: Uh,
0: in 85. Um, This is on the seventh match they've had. They're working around the loop. Uh, I've looked it up, and they've worked – uh, that month was the first time they've worked since he got there. I don't, he hadn't been there long because he was in Memphis – for what a year. So he had had not been there long. So is Liz even in his corner yet? I think Liz had just started with him.
1: Okay, so this is right after the uh everybody's wanting to manage
0: that truth I only watched I skimmed through it just to see kind of get the highlights. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just kinda right. skimmed through it, you know. because uh, I looked down and I was like I saw I stumbled across, I was like, is this their first match? And I love, like and uh I looked at the date, I said, it's gotta be, you know, and then I looked and it's they had started that month and they worked it around the town, their their loop, or <laughs> whatever you wanna call it. Uh, and this was and so um and this is massive With massive for garden, so it's gotta be a big match. And uh, so that so they only worked seven times. This is their seventh match. Uh, so uh, it right, so I skimmed through it. Uh, looked really, and I didn't even pay attention if Elizabeth was with him or not. If it was, she had just got with him.
1: Yeah, because well, he was I just know when he first came months. in. When he first came yeah. in, his by himself, and then they did that big thing where all the managers. Were yeah, trying all the managers
0: was 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 trying to be the manager, and then he brought her out. I want to say it was if, if it is with if she is there, it's real early in it. It's got to be one of the, her first appearances. If she, I didn't even pay attention, I was looking at. Skimming through the match, and it, match went like 18 minutes. They put in some time. It's a how. It's definitely a house show match, because you know they taped all the Massacre Garden, Spectrum, and Boston. Garden, they taped all those for TV. Yeah, and you know? taped the whole cards back then. Until Vince realized, you know, hey, I can uh do NBC and get paid millions to put my matches on there. Once every four months on Saturday night or whatever you know, but yeah, because that Mass Square Garden, you know they had they had their monthly card on there, and um, Spectrum in Philly, you know it was so yeah so it was a, it's 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 a TV match but that's a house show so they worked at his house show even though it was TV so look Lord I skimmed they look pretty good I'm
1: excited about it.
0: I don't think it's gonna be really good. Savage, because that's you know, Savage was coming in, you know, he was hot, real hot that time. So
1: And, and Hogan he had, was He he's still a little wild macho man too. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. He's not uh he's not just oh yeah, he's still a little freak out, freak out, you know what I mean? Yeah, he
0: still got he still got some of that ICW in him a little bit, you know. And Hogan and like I said, this is early Hogan's run. Um you know, he hadn't got to where you know, those the six, seven minute matches. You know, he was this is back when he's still putting in time, you know. Is this and turquoise trunks, Hogan? I think it was white trunks. Oh, okay. Oh no, I'm re- was I'm really white.
1: excited. I'm really I excited was
0: about wh- that. Like I said, I'm I didn't really look what they were wearing. I didn't even look what Savage was wearing. I didn't even look what it do to think what he wore to the Savage. He wore a. Uh, oh, we're go- we're gonna watch it. It's it's, yeah, it's cool. We're watch.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm just excited. I, my favorite thing is like when some when somebody who doesn't know old Hogan sees old Hogan not wearing red and yellow, yeah. and they're just like, "What?" Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, man." He oh, yeah, do that, for that then, forever.
0: That's why I, when I stumbled across it and I looked at the data, I was like, Oh, this is gonna be good because this ain't gonna be the, you know, seven minute match of Hogan's where you know all he does is a leg draw, you know." Leg drop clothesline and sales and hulks up, you know. So he's already gonna put some, so it's gonna be good. So, but I'm hoping to redeem myself.
1: <laughs> no, nah, that, that this will be great. I'm looking forward to yeah. it and I'm looking forward to seeing a little history on it too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's early, it's 85. So he showed up in Memphis, what, December, end of December of 90, of 83. He was there a year. So, so basically, he had he maybe been there six months. Maybe I'm thinking in New York about six months from this. Because uh, actually, they didn't put him right with Hogan, but that was their first um, go round. Like I said, this was their seventh. They worked seven times in December. I think it was in December, and this was the seventh one. So it's gonna be good. Interesting. Yeah, man.
1: No, I'm I'm super excited about it, and, and I and I don't know why the fact that he's not wearing red and yellow pops me, but it. Does. I'm pretty
0: sure he's wearing white. He wore the white and blue for a long time, because it wasn't what until '86 probably,
1: where he just Sometimes stayed 86. with
0: the red and yellow. Yeah, I think it's like '86 when he finally just went straight. Because was he wearing it in WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania? I think he was. I, but because for some reason, white sticking out against Bundy in the cage. Was that White? I know it was sometime yeah. in 86, he, he went full red, red and yellow.
1: Yeah. You know, well, there was always the those weird times when he'd have the red and yellow shirt and the bandana on, but he'd have like the blue trunks. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this, look, this looks terrible.
0: Because he wore the blue trunks a lot in AWA. And the silver boots. Yeah. Or the
1: Black Ichiban.
0: Yeah. That's the good stuff. If you watch Hogan, that's the good stuff to watch. I
1: I think I still have it somewhere. He was
0: all Japan. He was New Japan, right? He was a New yeah. Japan guy, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I had a, a DVD somewhere, and it's all just Hogan in Japan,
0: and it's awesome. I'll just go to um, what's the guy? Uh, Roy, um,
1: Roy, Roy Luther.
0: Yeah, go look yeah. him up, he'll hook you up
1: <laughs> there or IVP videos.
0: Yeah, well, Lucha, does he still got his uh YouTube stuff? Cause I know they were taking it down for a while. He does, he's
1: got a lot. Yeah. Okay, look a
2: whole,
1: I, I just found a whole bunch of new lucha that he's got on, like, not new lucha, but like, he has. Like it's weird. He has multiple pages, so you'll have to look them up. Yeah, look them up under different stuff. Is like one's all lucha, one's all old school, one's all Japan.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's got to go to for looking it up on YouTube. Now the other guy used to about I used to buy from him. Uh I, in, I bought
1: for him for well as well, and it's tremendous.
0: Yeah, I bought from him back um back in like oh oh four oh five or six oh seven base up to about oh nine when I stopped. Dealing with the DVD stuff, um, yeah, I bought from him a lot of Japan stuff. Man, that guy's and his prices are really good. Uh, he, I don't know the, actually the guy's name, but yeah, he he's really good. Yeah, his stuff, real good. So he had, and I know if he I and mean, back in the day he had a lot of compilations. I don't know if he still does, but he had a lot of a ton.
2: Uh,
0: people. In he had like because uh, I got my old I got like uh was it Bret Hart in Japan, Owen Hart in Japan. Got a bunch of Bulldogs in Japan. I used to get a bunch of uh, compilations from him from the Japan. It was all good stuff, good quality. And I'm you know, we're talking here. I'm heckler for stickler for quality, and his stuff was, you know, was really really good. Um, So yeah, I I recommend that guy. Um, So, all right. Got anything else to add? I don't. Hopefully, this works good. We'll. Keep doing it like this. So, uh,
1: yeah, this was this was fun. Yeah,
0: it uh, usually I do this. I usually get done this about two, or three in the morning, and have it up ready to go. Since we're doing it a, a little different, it might be a couple of days a day or whatever. So, uh, so we'll be out there as, as soon as normal, but it'll be out there. Just look for us on um, on the Facebook page and
1: listen and I, to us. And I'll send it out on the Twitter.
2: <laughs> yeah look stuff? at all his
0: stuff yeah i just i got a twitter but the only thing i got on there is uh baseball i just use it for wku baseball i don't use it for anything else so which so i haven't been on there <laughs> in forever because that baseball got canceled anyway all right show number 53 is in the books. stick a fork in her she's done for Jeremiah Plunkett Quickers, hey that's me. Thanks for listening.
2: God bless. Bye-bye everybody.